0: friends of the show i am sitting here in a room in my house it is early saturday evening on the west coast of america and i am refreshing my phone every five minutes like an idiot as ethereum trades right around 3100 dollars nary two weeks ago It was $1,800, and I thought I'll wait because it's going lower. Shows what I know, but, but, but I will not repeat the mistakes of the past and chase the rally as I did a few months ago, for the charts say it is overbought. This time, I will lie in wait. Like Kaiser so say, if it inevitably, maybe, pulls back, then I shall strike, but not now. In any case, that's not why you're here to listen to me lament my FOMO or whatever you call not buying Ethereum at $1,800. You're here to talk about the markets as well, which we will do. On this week's episode, Apologies, last week we did not record because James went to a wedding and Robert and I were lost without him. As ever, we are not professional investors. We know not what we do. Please don't listen to our advice given where Ethereum is now. You know that already. But please do enjoy Degenerate Business School. Man, how about how about this horse? Robert bought the the NFT horse. Robert Nero. Feeling good about the name.
1: Very exciting. If yeah.
0: we add if we add to a, the stable, next horse is going to be Chuck Horace.
1: Yeah. That was the second uh, that was a runner up for the name strong, but Robert DeNero is the way to go.
0: So, here's what I'm wondering. Uh, NFTs in the news are going for 69 million. Can we sell this horse for that amount of money? And will you share it with us, or will you take the money and go to a non extradition country where we can't find you?
1: I mean, if I sold it for 69 million, I might do that, yeah, but <laughs> it, it's unlikely. This will probably be at best, uh, you know, net zero. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I could be wrong.
0: I picture a future in the metaverse where this horse is a hot commodity. You lack, you lack imagination, man.
1: Well, there, there is there is a hard cap on the number of horses they can create. So the fact that I got in relatively early, I think, is good. Uh, and I, I think I got it for uh, cheap, based on the appreciation of ETH over the last couple of weeks.
0: Now, are the, the horses in limited supply? Or they make horses and then burn horses, like ETH. I,
1: <laughs> I think they're in. I think they're in limited supply.
0: I'm sorry. They they turn the horses into glue. Your original name,
1: glue, glue stick, stick, was, was taken, was taken yeah.
0: for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Although many people, we found out yesterday, James. A lot of people don't know about the history of turning horses into glue. Like, I didn't really know about that. Well, now yeah. there you go. You're probably wondering why Robert was yeah. looking for blue stick. All right. So we're allocating hundred percent of our portfolios to NFTs. We're just starting with one horse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see. As far as I can tell, I'm going to breed this thing, race this thing, sell this thing. I would be out a ton of money by the end of it, but it'll be fun. I suppose.
2: Yeah we got to breed it with the offspring, right? You got the three offspring.
1: (laughs) So you can, you can, you can produce three offspring per month, but uh, this horse has to be 28 days old before I can do that. And it's like a week or two old. Well, naturally
0: it has to reach maturity.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do some racing in the meantime, hopefully make some money there and then do some, uh, some breeding in the next few weeks.
0: Hopefully, hopefully this kid can run. Yeah. All right. So, um, I follow James. I followed Kathy's lead and Robert and I listened to this guy who's talking about Chinese equities. And he was like, don't try to catch falling knives. Like don't, don't double down. It's got, it's got a ways to go. I've rotated completely out of any, em positions i had that had exposure to chinese stocks this is a problem with a lot of these em funds by the way word of warning they're all overweight chinese tech so be careful Mm -hmm. is what i'm saying so i got maybe one day maybe one day i'll I'll have the gumption again but chinese state capitalism is 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 not worth the reward so i'm out fuck you ccp i (laughs) like you I do feel, I feel, I feel better about it. Just like not having to worry about it anymore. She was ruining my, my days. So.
1: You got out right at the bottom. now.
0: Yeah. Listen, Robert. For now, for now, it's a dead cat bounce. It's got, it's got more to go. Who knows? Who knows? But I decided, I decided that I'm just, well, one, James, you said this. I'm comfortable being. Stay on the sidelines with some cash right now. The S and P going to chart one now. It's uh, it's looking bulletproof. And uh, based on this chart, we can see why Goldman predicted the S and P is going to get to forty seven hundred by the end of the year because they just ran a straight line through it. <laughs> so that's never a good sign. So if you're if you're not Overweight in cash right now, you probably should be just because everyone is saying, and everyone, meaning Goldman, that what we have another 300 points on the S&P to go, or like 4440 4, going to 4700. So we, we should zag. We should zag right now, or at least, you know, lie in wait.
2: Yeah, there's no real headwinds right now. But when just when you say that, there always is. But it, It's really interesting that I think everyone's watching the Fed, Jackson Hole, or some some type of thing, either
0: August, September.
2: So maybe-
0: Well, yeah. Would you characterize this uh, on on top of that? Would you characterize this week's macro data with today's jobs report, which was favorable? The ISM data was favorable. One was unfavorable. Can't remember. But ADP. 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 So that was kind of like the whipsaw day. Um, James, I'm going to put this into the Goldilocks zone of there's a little bit of favorability in some of the macro data, but not enough to create big rotations either way. Uh, but all the people on real yield are saying economy is looking good and rates are going higher. Goldman's saying SP is going to 4700 I think we're set up for a lot of disappointment because everyone's saying the same thing. It's too consensus. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's
2: self-fulfilling that it goes the other way. That's right.
0: Um, so on that note, I know I, liked, I like to surprise you guys with guess the 10-year, but I brought some charts with me. So we got the 10-year treasury yield chart, finally figured out how to graph it on the internet. Which is not not easy had to look up a lot of decoder rings. But what's interesting is 10year treasury rate oscillated back up to one two nine. but uh Robert, look at the look at the 50 50 day moving average. It looks like the Loch Ness monster and in about, in about a couple of weeks if the pattern continues, we're going to have a death cross on the rate. The inverse is true if you look at D TLT, the Golden cross on TLT. I'm just pointing out to you that support is clearly 117 right now. And should the death cross occur, I don't know, could we see rates get closer to 1%, in which case could trigger a little bit of uh, consternation, possibly a rotation from institutionals into crypto and growth stocks. Are you buying what I'm selling? Uh, It's like a fourth quarter. Fourth quarter call I'm making.
1: No, no. Um, Now, I I like your chart work. Let me be very clear about that. And and no one loves a good chart more than me. But (laughs) it it is sort of important to understand that within every ship at the bottom of the sea, there was a chart room. Of course. Which means the bottom of the sea is littered with charts. Okay? And uh, it wasn't that long ago that we were predicting E-1500 so true uh, we'll get to
0: that we'll get to
1: that <laughs> it's not so different than what you might
0: think than what you might think i don't know if you had a chance to look at it i'll walk you through it i'll walk you through it don't so, worry.
1: so while the chart work is there at this point it's hard to disregard the macro data right um the, the move in the tenure today was powerful given that uh the jobs report was was strong to quite strong, and the Fed governors have been coming out one at a time, saying, "Yeah, maybe, maybe we should stop this." Um, so, I, I've been in the realm of rates are going higher. I'm still there, and I'm positioned that way. I am long. I am actually overweight financials. So, does if it, I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But but does it worry you at all that everyone agrees with you? Hmm. Channel your inner Carter. Just look look at what the chart might be telling you. I'm just, it's food for thought. It's constructive here.
1: I I, I get it. I get it. But uh, I I don't know. If if I have to place my bet, I just, I'm overweight financials at the moment.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, James, is the jobs report as good as everyone says, or is it just people working at TGI Fridays? I think it, it, it shows
2: a trend and really employment data really follows physics. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, you got the at acceleration and then it just keeps on going up and then will, you'll, see the inflection point. So it's good. It probably is a precursor to think that, you know, the, the August, September jobs report is going to be good as well. So yeah, I think, I think these things usually follow the, those kinds of patterns. It's not really, it, there's not that much oscillation. So it's, a, it's it's definitely a positive trend, and then it's bullish cyclicals. So I did buy some XLF calls today too,
0: so. Roger, Roger that. Okay, you've you've fended me off. I accept, I accept. But I'm gonna keep making these charts.
1: No, the, the, the chart work is great. It's just, uh, you know. There could be something
0: else that derails it,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, can I can I
0: also ask you something else? The yield is not very high. But in terms of an investment thesis, in the long run if we're we're japanifying America, treasury yields will get closer to nominally zero and then negative potentially. Should we be like ultra long on treasuries? The bonds, like TLT, play the structural game. Now the problem is it's not it doesn't return that high a yield. Yeah, it's a little boring
2: way to play it, but yeah, we you know on spikes you might. Yeah, you could do that. Sure, whenever, yeah, maybe, whenever. maybe look
0: for the opportune moment, which mm-hmm. is not not today, but what it was uh, in the crisis, obviously. Um. So James, let's we'll, we'll put a bow on it. Well, actually, let's go to let's go to chart three, the Nasdaq, uh, just to peel it back a little bit. The Nasdaq is approaching, approaching, maybe overbought territory. If we get there, mapping it back to what happened last September, could this be an area where, if Carter is right and this seasonal window of August to October? tends to be the worst in the SP and there could be a bit of a pullback. If the Nasdaq gets over overbought, will is that when we'll see it? I'm just setting it up. I'm setting up, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this. It's kind of the this will be the canary if the NASDAQ gets seriously overbought.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's rotation time. So Nasdaq has had had a nice run the last couple months. And then now that we have bullish jobs and reports and you know, one point one seven on the ten year was way too low. So, and cyclicals are relatively cheap. So, yeah, there is this natural rotation. So, you can see a little bit of a pullback that can happen in the next couple months, and then. But you know, I I always say like, you know, I'll own growth and I'll rent um, value. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. As it's still a long term play, buying opportunity if if there is a pullback, and then hedge it with, yeah, calls on financials and those
0: kinds of things one thing i did send to robert which is you know i'm filled with regret because i didn't do it because well let's just say the uh, the easy bet of the day even though you know it keeps maturing so the the upside will narrow over time is the tech monopolies let's just say qqq is a shorthand for it you know we we went in last September after there was that correction off of the peak. Uh, we went long on the NASDAQ, and I was like, Robert, I should have just gone triple leveraged QQQ. Seems like a sure thing. just by the way, never a good idea when I'm saying it. So I feel like whenever uh, whenever there's a correction in the NASDAQ, shouldn't I just start feathering in some leveraged T triple Q action? Just feather it in. It's a little booster pack. Uh, feels like it's probably a sure thing over the next five to ten years. Just be ready for the volatility. Oh yeah, I, I I won't be. I won't actually. You know what? Crypto was a test, and I was ready for it. But you know, I did, I did clench a lot. This is the first time I unclenched in about a month or two, in crypto. So. I
1: mean, I, I generally support the idea in that. In the same way, my four hundred one k is full of uh, ETH and GBTC, and TECL. Also, you yeah, TECL. I do also have a yeah TECL in my four hundred one k. So since I don't care about the volatility in there, yeah, if it's a long term play. Why not? Yeah, if you the farther back you
0: go, it's a uh, triple Q is like the best performing security that a retail investor can buy. So yeah, it probably had its day. It probably had its day, but yeah, Okay, it's,
1: it's understanding that you know when the March of 2020s happened, you're losing 60 percent of your value. In, oh yeah.
0: okay you just you just gotta have you just gotta have diamond hands. That's all. All right, James, crypto corner. I know you feel bad that you didn't buy more ETH at 1,800. It's okay. I wish I had, I did too. But to be honest, when it was at 1800, I was I was uh scared. So it's easy to look back on hindsight, but but next chart ETH is just breaking out of its resistance. So, if you look at uh basically between the end of May early June, ETH was at Twenty-eight, almost twenty-nine hundred. So it's just scratching above, and it's very overbought in terms of RSI. So it's not really we. It's we're kind of wait and see, right? Like we have to keep breaking above resistance and sustaining the trend before I'm before I'm going to say we we can give up on it oscillating back down to this chart would suggest. 1800s now your floor. If you can get it below 2000, that's probably a win. But who the hell knows what's going to happen over the weekend and over the next week? We're wait and see mode. But definitely now is not the right time to load up on more. Nope. That was the mistake we made last time. (laughs) So I'm learning from that. I'm not going to chase it like I did uh, last time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whenever
2: it forms, but I definitely don't want to get it in 25. Yeah, 2000 (laughs) is is what the low and if, if not then you know you're stuck with whatever small holdings that we've collected over the last yeah, few months that's okay that cost
0: basis is around 25 anyways i want to at least go
1: below yeah, that. yeah 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 yeah
0: well and and for what it's worth the the 200 day and the 50 day moving average are converging strongly at around 2200 mm-hmm. another way of saying this is getting a little bit overextended it looks like mm-hmm. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Who knows about this? This EIP one five five nine. Though ETH is getting burned, it is so.
0: So I don't know. I hope, hopefully there there's like a sell the news kind of moment, but we'll although apparently, apparently the burn function won't kick in yet. Like there's not enough supply for the burn function to kick in. Maybe I'm on net, right? Yeah, obviously I'm regurgitating what someone else said in an interview. But it's it's something like that, where where supply actually gets really constrained. It happens farther out into the future. Yeah, probably as, as the volume picks up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similarly, bit well, Bitcoin is actually is it is on a more potentially. It's it's also it's also overbought. Uh, it's well above its fifty-day moving average, but it's definitely scratching higher highs probably the next low we're going to hit looks like it it would be probably 31,000. So below 30,000 in the near term doesn't look like it's in the cards. However, one homie I listened to said that what probably will trigger an oscillation back is the overhead supply. So all the chumps like us who got in on ETH, at too high a price point or have positions at too high a price point, if they get back to that price point and they're still above this resistance level, we'll start selling off. So that will work against this rally in the near term. So we we lie in wait. I would say
1: we lie in wait. Yeah. What's especially interesting is that all of these charts are reaching the high end of their ranges on a Friday. Yes. Which, as we know, always precedes crazy volatility over the weekend. So Typically. So the the timing of it certainly works where come Monday you should have a little bit more visibility into whatever direction we're heading next.
0: 100%. But yeah, I don't feel good I don't feel good about taking any positions right now. Nothing nothing looks appetizing. Except except what you called out, your cyclical bet. Yeah in case it's a start and that's almost like a hedge given that we're so heavy in growth yeah 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 what uh however listen you're you're bullish on eth i know in the long term are the banks going to fall into the sea long term megatrend you like know, i know i think
2: they they should actually take advantage of blockchain i can imagine jp morgan or some bank that Automates a lot of their workforce, or puts it puts it on the blockchain, and have a lot of their operations just, you know, get get automated through, whatever. I don't, I don't really know what they, do, but it's like this some DeFi platform where you hire a bunch of people to confirm transactions, and you probably can cut out those those middlemen.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, so I think DeFi might eat into that. I don't know if they'll ever replace like home loans or things like that. But yeah, short term loans, I can imagine collateralized loans. I think DeFi can take a lot of that.
1: You definitely don't want to be in your money center banks. So your JP Morgan, B of A, Wells Fargo, those are definitely going to get screwed. Your investment banks, your Morgan Stanley's, I'd, I'd be more comfortable being there for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, you know, long term, if they don't, turn around and buy something like an upstart or one of those like other fintechs, then yeah probably
0: um, james i'm gonna, i'm doing jonathan farrow again jonathan farrow impression do is the is the fed going to taper i say no not a chance in hell what do you say rapid fire round um, rapid fire round <laughs> they should they should, I mean, they
2: should have already, but they should in September, October. Robert, there, should start the process.
1: There was, there was that, that Fed governor earlier in the week that said, Hey, two jobs reports of a million and you have to, well, we have one. So if you get a strong August, then yeah, you absolutely have to.
0: But, but the key is does Jerbear Bear have the stomach for it. He is the key. James, what are, okay, what are the practical consequences of a of taper? Is that is that what could trigger like a correction of 10, 15%? Or what not
2: really? Because right now I think we have an unhealthy market where it's like that proverbial punch bowl is overflowing mm-hmm. and there is way too much liquidity out there. And I think the Fed's buying like $40 billion of mortgage-backed securities, and then we have a housing bubble. So just tapering by itself uh, is actually something healthy that they should do already. What happens though is that traders interpret that as, oh, now they're going to raise rates sooner than rather than later. And, right, it has, has know, a trigger that, rate effect. Yeah, yeah, and and then, but that doesn't necessarily have to be true. So, so it really depends. So that maybe that initial interpretation might trigger like a small sell off, but it's not sustained, and it is health healthy to, to start tapering now.
1: That's it. Hey guys, um, I have a hard stop, unfortunately.
0: Um, Robert, I get it. You have to get to your Metaverse horse race, okay? We understand.
1: Um, I have a tea time, actually. but uh, All
0: right, shoot well. See you. you next week.